All of it is supported by Missouri, makers of handcrafted jewelry that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Missouri has you covered. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. This is All of It. I'm Allison Stewart. If you know drag, you probably know Bob the Drag Queen, the alter ego of comic actor Caldwell Titicue. Bob is a mainstay of the New York City scene and the winner of season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race. And in her own words, she's, quote, hilarious, talented, beautiful, and humble. She's also busy. Since Wizzing Drag Race, she's gone on tour, debuted her own comedy special, Suspiciously Large Woman, and is co-host of the Sibling Rivalry podcast. And Caldwell, who also went to school for theater, took six months off to appear in a production of Angels in America. Now Bob's making a return to TV as part of a new unscripted show, the first on HBO. It's called We're Here, and it takes her and her fellow drag alumni, Shangela Laquifa Wadley and Eureka O'Hara, on the road. And sort of the opening sequence, sort of an homage to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. They're traveling in these huge outfitted camper vans to rural small towns across America to put on fabulous drag shows featuring local residents. Now, some of the new performers identify as LGBTQ, some are ally, some are already drag proficient, and some have never put on a pair of heels in their life. But more importantly, this show is not a competition. By putting on drag shows and bringing these communities together, Bob, Shangela, and Eureka help people see Shangela, excuse me, people see the power of getting glam over their greatest fears. As the AV Club described it in a review, the guides, quote, know how to find and sit comfortably in moments of vulnerability. Bob the Drag Queen, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, I'm uh, happy to be here. Thanks. It was such a great uh, intro. It, was, it felt like one of those this is your life moments. <laughs> so uh, how do you describe the drag you do for someone who's never seen you perform? Me? Well, I, I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, my drag isn't, um, there, I mean, there's lots of different uh, wild drag out there. There's like skag drag and crazy drag and clown drag and booger drag. Um, I do more of a traditional kind of drag with a mm-hmm. big drag eye makeup, but nothing too clowny. Um, and I do a lot of stand-up comedy. Is, is the humor important to you? Why is the humor important to you? Well, I just like to laugh, and I'm just someone who ends up uh, naturally leaning toward humor to uh, convey a lot of my emotions and feelings and to communicate. Um, I've been that way my whole life. How did you get involved in the New York City drag scene? Well, I moved here to be, uh, I'm in my apartment right now and quarantining in Washington Heights. Uh, I moved here to be a comedian and an actor, mm-hmm. and then I saw drag on TV on RuPaul's Drag Race, and I just said to myself, oh my God, that looks like so much fun. So I just went on Google and typed in local drag bar, local drag competition, and I went out to the competitions and um, started getting involved in the scene from there, started meeting some really lovely people. You, I mentioned all the things that you've got going on and all the things that you've done, and when you think about what have you been the proudest of so far? of all your accomplishments? You know, um, winning RuPaul's Drag Race is a pretty big deal. Being mm-hmm. on the first unscripted show on HBO ever is a pretty big deal. I mean, of all the years, it's the first one they've ever taken a stab at. Um, that's a pretty big deal. Um, and also, like, rising to the top of the New York City drag scene, which is really, really competitive, uh, was also a really big deal for me. 
So why were you interested in doing this program on HBO? You have so many things going on. Yeah. Well, it was when I talked to the creators of the show, uh, Johnny and Steve, and they, you know, I was afraid that it was going to be one of those queer people go around and make straight people's lives better kind of stories. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I just don't want to be a part of that. Um, and then they let me know that there'd be lots of uh, queer stories and there'd be uh, a very diverse cast um, and who we work with. And that really, really spoke to me. My guest is Bob the Drag Queen. We're talking about HBO's first unscripted show, We're Here, which is premiering on Thursday, April 23rd, by the way. So put that on your calendar. Um, as someone who has toured around the country and has, has been involved in the drag scene, what was it, how is it different performing in the small, smaller towns? Well, I mean, so much traveling around the country and the world, really, uh, I think everyone thinks we just go to Detroit, Atlanta, L.A., um, mm-hmm. you know, New York City and Chicago. But we go to mostly small towns um, around the world, everywhere from, I mean, I performed everywhere from, uh, you know, uh, Salem, I mean, uh, Selma, Selma, Alabama, um, all the way to, you know, Cardiff in mm-hmm. Wales. Um so, and I'm also from a small town, so it didn't feel like a lot of preparing to to rev up what it's like to be in a small town. When people come to your shows who who don't have access to this kind of performance, and it really has something meaningful and it really touches them, what kind of things do they tell you? What do they talk to you about? You mean to the We're Here shows or to my personal shows? Um, you know what? Let's start with your personal shows and then tell me about the We're Here show. Well, when people come to my personal shows, a lot of times uh, people just say they feel seen, especially lots of people of color. I'll, if I go to a town where there's not a lot of black people or not a lot of people of color, they'll just say, you know, being a queer person of color in this town feels so lonely sometimes. And when you come into town and seeing, seeing you on stage being celebrated by the town makes me feel like I can be celebrated too which is how I felt when I saw Bibi Zahar Benet win the first season of Drag Race. I said, seeing this you know, African queer person on screen um, being celebrated, it, I felt seen. I felt celebrated, you know? And when we go to the towns and we're here and we do the shows, uh, I'm really shocked at how people say we needed this. The, I mean, that's a direct quote that we hmm. get in almost every town. We needed this. What do you think is the power of drag? Um, well, I think it's, uh, I don't think drag has this particularly unique power. It's just that drag is compelling. Drag is mm-hmm. uh, pretty. Drag is glamorous. Drag can be funny. Drag can be fierce. So once you use those things, so like, like a siren on a rock calling someone in, and then once you get them there, if you have a message to go along with it, then that's the really powerful thing. It's like a singer with a beautiful voice, mm-hmm. but if they're singing a certain song that speaks to you, it's the message. It's not really the, the voice pulls you in, but the message is what hits home. My guest is Bob the Drag Queen. We're talking about the new series on HBO called We're Here, which debuts on April 23rd. So I mentioned the campers. Now, um, your camper is like a big, giant yellow purse. Was that yes, big, also, I, I, just, I love when you do the thing, just in case someone recently tuned in, where you go, my guess is Bob the Drag Queen from We're Here, which was on April 23rd on HBO. I feel like it feels like such a radio, I mean, it is a radio show, but I, I've always <laughs> wanted to be on like a radio show that does that. So maybe I'll do the next one. Um, <laughs> um, All right. So mine is basically designed after like a big Birkin bag. And uh, first, <laughs> first was uh, my catchphrase on RuPaul's Drag Race. As a reminder, I'm the guest. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm on, uh, we're here with Spears on April 23rd HBO.
<laughs> so what do you what do each of you bring to the show because a lot of these shows regardless of how fabulous the concept of it really comes down to chemistry a lot and how people work together mm-hmm. so what do you think that each well, of you bring shangela eureka and you well shangela shangela is a really high energy shangela is has an infectious joy that people really love to see and people really love to see Shangela, like she's really smiley and laughy, and Eureka is really sensitive. Which sometimes, when we're, I'm not always the most sensitive. Sometimes when my <laughs> friends tell me I'm quite the opposite. So um, Eureka has like a real sensitivity that helps people connect, and um, I'm uh, a little bit more um, on the nose, a little bit strong, strong faced, a little stern um, when it comes to uh, like situations in life. But also, it's great because we we all also work separately on the show, and then we come together in the mm-hmm. end. So, have you seen all the episodes yet? Not all of them, no. I've seen the first three and a little bit of the next couple. My question for you is, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting. You guys roll into town. You all roll into town. And then in the first episode, they make it clear. There's some people who are not that happy to see you roll on in. And this one man says something really rude under his breath to a shop owner. When you're there in town, are you aware of the people who don't want you there when you're in these small towns? Yeah, I think it was more indicative of the fact that he didn't actually say it under his breath. He said it behind our backs. Mm-hmm. So he said it in full breath, but he waited until we left and he said it behind our backs, which is very telling of um, of that mentality. And, um, yeah, we, we can feel it. There are, there are places we've been where, where we uh, don't particularly feel welcomed by a few people or by certain people certain factions of the town. Um, but also there's a, an overwhelming amount of love and support for us as well. I would say more so either. Mm-hmm. What is it like for you to watch somebody go through the transformation, especially someone who is a drag novice? Well, for me, it's even more magical to watch someone who is a, who's already doing drag and then we help them elevate it to the next level. For me, oh, that's more exciting. Um, because you already get a taste of it, and then you get, like, the next boost. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of people getting dragged for the first time. I, mean, I host a show on MTV called Drag My Dad, where you put people in drag for the first time. Um, and I've done it a couple of times here and there for different, um, like, YouTube channels and uh, TV shows. Um, and, it, it, well, watching someone realize, it's like, it's like watching someone... I don't know, get dressed up in the, like the most amazing costume, which that literally is exactly what it is to see, to look in the mirror and see someone they don't recognize. You want to reintroduce yourself here? Uh, my name is Bob, the drag queen. I am the special guest today and I'll be on, uh, showing on HBO's we're here on April 23rd. So as, I, as I mentioned in your intro, you took time off. Well, not time off cause you were still performing a couple times a month. A drag performance, but to be in Angels in America, what made you want to be a part of that play, and how was that experience for you? So this is really interesting. You know, Tony Kushner, that is Pulitzer Prize winner, uh, Emmy Award winner, Oscar Award winner, um, Oscar nominee. I think he actually didn't win for Lincoln. Um, reached out to my team and was like, "I would like for Bob to audition for Angels in America." And when Tony Kushner, the writer of Angels in America, says, I want you in my show, then you, you, you audition for the show. Um, and then going out there to do it was really kind of scary, actually. I mean, I, I don't think I had done theater in almost 11 years, like, like straight theater, in almost 11 years since I was in college, honestly. 
And then I moved here to do a little bit of theater, um, but then I quickly got enveloped in, in the uh, cabaret and comedy scene. What did you? What is that? Why is that play moving for you? Important to you? Oh my goodness! I mean, it is. I think it is truly the play of a generation. It mm-hmm. it has inspired so many playwrights, and it. Tony Kushner did a really good job in capturing the voice of. Um, a generation in regards to what it meant to live through um, an epidemic. Before I let you go, you're part of Digital Drag Fest? Yeah, I'm doing the Digital Drag Fest. My show is uh, tomorrow. I'm a, it's today, Friday? Yeah, my show's tomorrow <laughs> night. Um, I think my show's sold out, but um, I think there might actually be a few tickets left. I'm not completely sure. Um, but yeah, this is this will be my first drag show from my living room. I've never... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've never done one before, so let's uh, let's see how it goes. And we we sell it out. We keep we we could do like a bajillion tickets, but we cap it at three hundred, so they can be like a more personal experience. Because there's also a chat room where you talk to people back and forth. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it'll be the first of many. Who knows? You can make a lot of people happy over the next few months. Well, it's been really amazing because I've actually hosted a few digital drag shows where mm-hmm. I wasn't performing just to help my friends make a little uh, money here and there, and then. The the outpour that we got from people who were saying things like, you know, for a lot of reasons, I couldn't actually go to drag shows before yeah. this. Maybe for, um, who knows, economic reasons, where they live, how far they are, um, you know, a lot of different reasons. And they were it's like, t- it really means so much to be able to actually finally see a drag show because this was never available. That's tomorrow, Digital Drag Fest. Bob the Drag Queen, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All of it is supported by Majuri, makers of handcrafted, ethically sourced jewelry for every day that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Majuri has taken the guesswork out of gifting, offering everything from dainty 14K solid gold pieces to pearls, diamonds, gemstones, and more. Make it personal with an engraving, or if you can't decide, check out their curated gift guide. Let them take care of the rest, gift wrapping included. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus easy returns and a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it.